Hello, I'm John. And I'm Colin. They call me Paul. This is Hold Up. This is a show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Let's cue that theme music. Hold up. What's going on here? Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. I'm just not the, the hero type, clearly. Darkness. Sometimes you gotta run before you can walk. Okay, today we're gonna talk about Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie. Fresh from Marvel's brain back in the day when superhero movies were starting to get rehashed. This was the first one. This basically launched a, a cinematic universe. I think what John's talking about was like X-Men and that type of nonsense. There was stuff before and the Iron Batman, Man. The Batman movies kind of relaunched. and Yeah. Wow. Why don't you punch your mic again? There was a Spider-Man. Oh, that was me. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think superhero movies really, really took off, you'll pardon the pun, until 2008's Iron Man. Yeah, so Iron Man is about uh, a rich philanthropist, Tony Stark, uh, who uh, works for the company that his daddy built, and he's luckily a super genius person uh, with mega resources, and he gets kidnapped. Uh, He sells arms, by the way, and creates some pretty funky weapons, but he gets kidnapped uh, and escapes by building a mech suit. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, And then he comes back and refines his designs and basically flows into the role of superhero. The way I wanted to start this one off is why do you think Marvel picked Iron Man uh, as the first kind of this this universe, this Marvel universe, the MCU, I think they call it. Because <laughs> it was one of the very few uh, comics that they still own the rights to making a movie for. Is that true? They had pissed away and given away and sold off so many properties and that's why to this day that St- sony is still in control of spider-man x-men is still fox uh deadpool is still fox because marvel was in very very dire straits and that that's that's part of the magic and the backstory of how this movie got made is really marvel was there's not much left there as a company Interesting. and an I didn't asshole know that. cheap prick named ike perlmuter and avi arad who of course his name has appeared on a lot of movies as a producer they were kind of in control of marvel and and were laying the groundwork to build a cinematic universe and i really don't think that anybody thought iron man would be as big as it was yeah i mean i um while i can safely say i do like comics i was never a comic collector or reader so i only knew the bare minimum of iron man so part of me was like cool take a character that's unlike anything we'd seen we'd seen enough batman we'd seen enough spider-man like to hell with all that stuff. Give us someone new. Um, so I was kind of jacked for this as it was as it was coming around. But um, I just think, you know, it, it, it's turned out to be amazing. And Iron Man has become the focal point. Even um, one of the Captain America movies, um, the Civil War one, I think Iron Man was a yeah, more central that, character than Captain. To me, that's, to me, Civil War is not even a, a Captain America movie. It's an Avengers 5 or absolutely. 7 or I don't even... But and if it wasn't for the very first Iron Man... John Favreau's Iron Man, none of those movies would exist. I firmly and honestly believe oh, that. I, I understand. Yeah, and they I were understand a group how of, that. Honestly, they were a group of also-ran superheroes. Nobody gave a shit about Thor. Nobody gave a shit about Iron Man. Nobody gave a shit about Captain America. These were all, like, honestly, second, third-tier superheroes. As far as household names go, I mean, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, right? Yeah, you're right. But, it, I even, but household names in the fact of, like, non-comic book Oh, readers. that's right. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. yeah. That's and I, mean. I, would, I would even go as far as to suggest that... that um, those Thor and, is, and Iron Man are probably my two favorites. Interesting. It, yeah. Would you guys not agree? 
Like how? Do you not know how thought? I know about who Thor is before even the comic books? Was the movie Adventures in Babysitting? Yeah, <laughs> you're totally right. <laughs> the mechanic who, is Thor, and I was like, huh? Who the, who would have thought Thor? Because and I think it. I just feel like the the Thor movies were some of the better ones too. Yeah, definitely, and and they had um, um, a little bit of a hill to climb with the Thor character, who's early comic book designs like just wouldn't pass today the same way that iron man like pretty much you take what he was in the comic and poured him over into a movie format thor had like the helmet with the wings on it and they're just probably like we can't do that okay well let me ask you this though because i'm not knowing very much about the comic book iron man like as per the movie are the franchises like does is that iron man in the comic I think it's very it's close. The golden, them, yeah. the golden red but uniform. There's a lot change for the movie. No, I, I know what he I looked like. I don't know like, enough about the source material. He was the billionaire who made the suit. Yeah, I think in the comics he wound up becoming an alcoholic, which is touched upon in Iron Man Two, um, and I think given Robert Downey Jr.'s past, it was a, a good casting choice. Hmm. Um, I mean, let's also say that this movie, if it did anything, like Robert Downey Jr., like at one point in his career, was like going in front of. At one point of his life, he was going in front of the court to judge. I think that he was talking about suicide. He was in and out of rehab, and nobody wanted to bank on this guy. No one wanted to put this guy in a movie. Marvel didn't even want to bank on this movie. No, like nobody. And now today, he's probably the highest paid actor in Hollywood. He's got to be one and of right, them. Rightfully so. I think based on the success of his role and, and at what's come after, I, I think he should be. And he's in every Marvel movie, even if it's in a little clip at the end. He's like not I, a, Iron Man has to be the one connector through them all. He's, he's, to me, he's, he's an, just... He's because a, he was the first. Spider-Man Homecoming's an Iron Man movie, for God's sake. He's an unreplaceable actor, I think. I just, yeah. I mean, Sam Rockwell apparently was one of the people that was uh, in the running to play Tony Stark. And they put him in Iron Man 2. They put too, him in Iron Man 2. But I honestly <laughs> think that nobody could have done as better job, better uh, as good a job as Robert Downey Jr. And I think he's indispensable, and I think he cannot be recast. Yeah. We're, but we're, having said that, I don't think anyone else can play Han Solo, and look what's happening there. Yeah, well, that that's movie. yet to be seen. Time will tell on that one. Um, okay, so um, when this movie was getting created, and I heard John Favreau was going to be the director, I also was like, interesting choice, because at the time, he had done Jumanji, I think. Zaruthra I as a director or Zathura or whatever that, what, that did he do Jumanji or did he no, do the it was second Z one Zanthera. okay it was the second yeah. one it was, Zanthera was the movie he did right before Iron Man I'd never even I still haven't seen that movie yeah I haven't either I didn't hear very good things about it but um, but he, I was very interested in, in in how he would do and and directing and, and the look and the visuals everything to do with Iron Man is all really really impressive I, I gotta ask the question how did he even get that job based on his limited directing abilities because Marvel which was a bunch of cheap pricks and still are to a large extent and they weren't willing to pay a lot of money to to top people that's part of the reason that robert downey jr is in that role because nobody wanted to, to cast him as anything who's going to give a favreau a guy like that a franchise mr fucking Vegas and he baby. stars in it like he's he's happy yeah he's the happy i don't know how they got well. gwyneth paltrow honestly and it's probably her best role because I can't stand her as a human being. But in that role, I think she's awesome. <laughs> I agree. And our, and our I super part of agree the movie that. too. And Lebowski. Um, Lebowski's they got awesome. Lebowski to do it. And he's like bald with a beard. Like how many guys can pull off that? Jeff look? Bridges is a Bridges great bad guy. Totally nail that yeah. look. He's a, he's good. I mean, megalomani megalomaniacal, but. Um, Jeff Bridges but his, can... his motivations make sense too. He's not trying to rule the world. He's not trying to take over a city. 
He's just a, a greedy bastard that it's wants true. to control he, the company. He continues to surprise me, Jeff Bridges, and everything he does. Like from like, if you look at his career, he continues to surprise me. Can like we that. talk about uh, Punchy McPunch face there, Terrence Howard? If you want to laugh, folks, why don't you Google Terrence Howard domestic assault? If you Ooh. want to do some free reading there, uh, I cannot believe the Me Too movement has not fucking steamrolled over this motherfucker and sent him packing back to the Stone Age. I mean. One assault, okay, well, that's questionable. You do believe the, the guy or the girl. But when you've got as many assaults as that asshole does, I cannot believe he still has a career in I Hollywood. did not know that. Shocking to me. Wow. Shocking to me. Wow. I wonder if it's because he's not at that big of a target because he's, he's kind of in the background and unknown, which the, is sad because... He was the highest paid person for the original Iron Man, believe it or not. Not he surprising. was the highest paid person. He had the very small role, too. Is that he, why he got yanked for the subsequent ones and well, we got... He apparently Regal, was Don Cheadle. He was guaranteed more money, uh, and then he's he's bitched quite a bit about uh, Robert Downey Jr. screwing him out of coming back for Iron Man two and taking the money that was supposed to go to him to go to Robert Downey Jr.'s yeah. salary. <laughs> if you believe that? I don't know. I think he's fucking delusional. I think he is a uh, charisma black hole, and I think Don Cheadle uh, acts circles around Terrence Howard. And I mean, Terrence Howard excels at one thing: being a bad guy asshole. Why? Because I think that's what he is in real life. He's like Travolta. Travolta excels at being <laughs> Travol Travolta excels at being morons yes, in movie roles. His true. best roles, he's an idiot. Pulp Why? Fiction. Pulp Fiction because is a great he example. is an actual idiot. I can't prove that, <laughs> but I believe Terrence Howard There's is evidence. a fucking asshole because in roles in movies, because he in real life is an asshole. Pure speculation. There's definitely evidence on film to to lean in that direction. But I the rumor, and once again, I. I want to say rumor that I'd heard is that Terrence Howard w demanded more money and they said, hey, Hollywood's racist, Don Cheadle, no one will notice if we'll just switch to another black actor who's popular and they just were like, we'll just take someone who will take less money. Well, that, that was part of the, uh, while we're on the role of, or while we're speaking of villains, I think Ike Perlmurder, who I brought up earlier, was one of the people who was a top dog at Marvel, was was one of the guys that said that. We'll just replace him and nobody will notice because he's black. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> and, and no one did. Ouch. But what, that's the thing, though. That's the Regardless sickness. of what color Terrence Howard is, he's, I, I just don't think he's got a fraction of the charisma that Don Cheadle Doesn't does. sound like a good person. No. No. So good fucking riddance, Tower, <laughs> Howard. And, uh, yeah. Well, he missed out. I mean, for whatever pay he sacrificed for Iron Man 2, also missed out on however many other movies, pretty much every that character Avenger. Was in. I think every he's Avenger, still, every he's still bitter Captain about America. That too. Oh, no doubt. Because he's, he's in Infinity War, too. But there's rumors but he's that not he was... also in a bunch of Tyler Perry movies, so there's, that can't be There's good. rumors that he was difficult to work with in Iron Man 1 and that Favreau was not happy with him and had to cut out a lot of... Uh, Terrence Howard from Iron Man 1. Mm. So who do you believe? Just watching that movie again, though, I actually enjoyed him in the movie. I, I think he was a non-event. Yeah, I he, thought he was okay. The, the, the character brought something to the story, but him as an actor certainly didn't. Well, I mean, so just staying on the villain's end of, thing, uh, end of things, um, Jeff Bridges' character, uh, I think was a kind of a believable bad guy for once in this MCU universe because he was running the company all the time Tony comes away, then Tony comes back and starts running the show and you can see his frustration kind of build over time and then when it starts to reveal that he's behind everything and he's having people killed, he's kind of like cold as ice. Um, and it, that was such an interesting scene to dish off the... Um, um, the the other bad guy who had kidnapped Tony in the first they, place. They also don't overplay with Jeff Bridges. 
Jeff Bridges' hand. And no. so his character becomes so believable because it's a slow burn. Yeah. You actually, as a person who, as a person myself who doesn't know that much about stocks, our business, our Wall Street, you they give you enough that you understand why Jeff Bridges would want to do this. Like yeah. Tony's destroying the company. Yeah. And he's he's like losing money. The shareholders are losing money. Like why the fuck is Tony doing this? So to me, it just... It works so well. But even before I think uh, Tony said they were giving up arms dealing, I think Stain figured that he had built up the company with his dad. Yeah. And the dad was gone. So in his mind, he should be the heir apparent, not yeah. some spoiled little yeah. Ivy League prick like Tony Playboy Stark. Playboy And when, they're, when yeah. they're introducing Tony, they're showing uh, the magazine covers and stuff, telling Absolutely. the story, and there's one with Tony in front, and then Obadiah's in yeah, the back. Yeah, very telling. Kind of like in a second, the second tier. So they're setting it up even from early on. But yeah, I, I kind of, you know, it's not just the typical, I want to dominate the world for no reason, bad guy, or I'm just evil. And I'm actually siding... I would even say I'm kind of siding with him until he starts killing people. I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm, I'm like, Tony, yeah, I think he's right. And then he starts killing people. I'm like, no, Tony's got to stop this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But this, that's a great compliment to the screenplay because yeah, I, I feel like it. I, I really was on the fence about what Tony was doing as well to his company. Can we yeah. talk about the other bad guys? And that is the Ten Rings. Yes. And I really don't want to go too deep into nerd culture because I don't really understand Ten it rings. too much. But the, the terrorist the organization, terrorist they were the Ten Rings. Okay, I don't know that. And to me, they were a, uh, how do I say this politically correctly, an Islamic terrorist organization kind of had that bent. But then later on, we learned that some of them are speaking Hungarian, which I don't know if you know anything about geography, but Hungary's a pretty long ways away from yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. And then later on the news, they say how the organization running the, the Ten Rings are a foreign military group. So regardless of all that, the Ten Rings is also who the Mandarin is in charge of in Iron Man 3. Right. So I didn't understand the backstory of the Ten Rings. I didn't understand their significance. I didn't understand if they ramped up in importance for Iron Man 3 or if it was just all a front for AIM. Like, I, I don't... I don't know enough about that culture to understand how all these things work. Do you I'm, guys I'm trying get to think that? of where even Tony was kidnapped, what country. I thought it was Afghanistan. Was it Afghanistan? Because he was yeah. in yeah. Afghanistan to test that weapon. Yeah. yeah. And then I know he um, when he's talking to, what's the um, his buddy uh, in the cave? I forget his name. Uh, oh. Let's call him Buddy. Yeah, Buddy. Buddy in the cave. He speaks a bunch of languages, but he does mention Farsi and Hungarian and a bunch of others. Yeah, so it does seem that this terrorist cell is a mishmash of everybody um but i don't know their exact backstory how they got built but they end up having some pretty so significant I, resources like the hit they end up having some tanks and and then stark is feeding them weapons so I, I i don't know how they got their start but obadiah definitely was feeding them some arm shipments to so to in your them. opinion based on the marvel cinematic universe is the mandarin a real person and was he controlling the strings at the time of iron man one is that too deep in a nerd culture? Well, that's something I wanted to talk about is that now that we have the latest Avengers movie out and the Infinity Stones and all that kind of stuff, some of some of the history and canon, like the Tesseract being this, this focal point, was actually in the first Captain America movie, ends up being something that's tied back to in the very latest Avengers movie. So... I can't think of all of the connecting points. I'm sure someone online has drawn that all together. Um, but in terms of groups and and affiliations and and where it all links together, I I, I don't know if the Ten Rings 
I, maybe a writer would say they thought that far ahead, but I don't know when they were writing the first Iron Man movie if they were thinking third Avengers movie 10, 11 years down the road. Hmm. Yeah, um, I, I don't so know. So how did they tie it all together? I, I think in a dreamy world, because the Mandarin's the third Iron Man movie, right? Yeah, uh, yes. The and second Iron Man movie is almost a standalone and, and has some, like, the worst bad guy... Um, with his electric whips. I can do uh, anything with this tech. And I got to say that I, based on this conversation, I don't ever remember hearing the, the, the name 10 rings. They mention it, but it's like, it's not played up because you're not, I don't think you're I don't really make supposed six, to it's care. It's more of the symbol. The symbol I, shows up. Yeah. In Iron Man I don't make Iron the Man connection. Show. I don't make the connection between all three movies and the villains and stuff. So I just, I guess I, as a, someone who didn't know any of that, I just assume it's always different, okay. different, you know what? different that's, villains. That's too much of a, uh, Taking the train off the rails. Okay, well, let's start on another area. One of my favorite um, scenes in the movie is the montage of Tony building his new suit when he gets back and he starts working on the tech uh, and he's seeing all the bad stuff happening on TV and he decides to take it out for a spin. But when he's putting it all together and testing the thrusters and flying around, it's a little bit funny. It's a little bit cool. You got to take so much salt, grains of salt with Tony and his tech with the the 3D stuff and the AI that's like smarter than any human being and like has was, a personality. Honestly, I thought it was it's, more believable it, than, than all the other Marvel. Uh, yeah, so you, 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 I, I don't question it. I'm not, I don't they spend do a, a lot good of time enough going, job eh, of, I don't care. I think the reason this movie works so well, similar to Batman Begins, is because they really spend a lot of time with the origin of the character and yeah. how he came up with his devices, his equipment, his base, all those things that, those little details that you you question become speed bumps in other movies where they they really get into that stuff and it's interesting and it's not boring yeah they, they do it in a way that's visual and cool i i agree so so you don't spend too much time questioning that but no. one thing that does kind of stick in my craw is that tony spends it i don't know it seems like at least a couple of days getting used to the tech and the suit and then he's his first test flight is like so rocky and he, then he he quickly gets the hang of it but at the end when obadiah has his suit built because it was just completed seconds before, uh, you know he's never even been in it, but he's able to climb in and immediately start like taking on Iron Man and doing all this crazy stuff that he would be like, whoa, and flying like into the ground. <laughs> I almost would have preferred something like that where like you think there's going to be a big battle and he just like has to take a while to learn the suit. Um, I mean, it's not a it's not a, a game changer, but that happens quite a bit. That happened um, in pretty much the same way in uh, Ant Man, the first Ant Man movie where the, whatever the bad guy's called, the Hornet or the Yellow Jacket, he like gets a suit and then immediately jumps in and starts doing stuff as well as it took the other character, um, Ant-Man, to yeah. train Yeah, and you know what, stuff, and I, so. never even, I never even noticed that. So, But it's a very valid point when you bring it up now. No, it's going to ruin the movie every time you watch it. How do you guys it? feel about Ironmonger? Uh, it's a dangerous thing for me because there's a lot of Marvel movies where the, uh, the bad guy is essentially a carbon copy of the good guy. And, and Iron Monger is awfully close to Iron Man in the same sense that Purple Panther or Pink Panther, whoever the main villain was, and Black Panther was basically the same thing. Yeah. And, and Hulk fought Abomination and, and basically running into a bunch of mirror evil versions of the of the lead did yeah. that, did that I'm okay with I'm okay with it as long as they don't they don't do what they did in Logan where they just make another yeah, clone of clone. Wolverine. It's lazy. 
It it's, sucks. It, that was what ruined that movie for me. I was like, Logan's a good movie. Oh, no, he's going to fight himself. Oh, boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. This is hard to stay on one movie uh, here because there's so yeah, many parallels it, to draw. Iron on. Man touches so many because it's it's the basically the launch of an entire universe. You almost have to talk about multiple movies when talking about. But if you want to go step by step, though, I mean, I feel like the the introduction is so like from from the screenplay point of view, they make Tony a bit of an unlikable asshole jerk. Yes. But like, but he's charming just enough for you to be able to overlook it. Yeah. And then he goes through his hard times in the cave and then comes out as a different man. So, I mean, like, I feel like that's why this movie's so strong is because you're really behind him because of the writing. To me, the biggest, and I agree with you, but the, the biggest strength for me is the simplicity of the story. It's so simple and it, everything, every, uh, plot point every beat has has room to breathe and don't get me wrong I loved Infinity War but that's so much movie crammed into just a small space and Iron Man is just a very small simple movie that is allowed to breathe and allowed to grow I yeah. mean there's no cities being destroyed you know there's no the, the action is is believable and on a small scale and I think that makes a better movie a better action movie than these big giant cluster fucks no i agree today. i agree i feel i feel very similar to like other movies that did in the in the marvel universe that did the same thing like the original thor where he just he's on earth he doesn't have his hammer and he has to deal with that instead of him like trying to save a planet or whatever yeah. that you're yeah, because it's it just saving the, the business the stakes yeah. are the stakes are believable and the people he's trying to save on that freeway system like a p- couple people in cars that i can relate to if yeah. you're saving <laughs> a planet or a universe every time yeah the, then it, it just doesn't goes mean away to me yeah, yeah which that's what scares me a little bit about infinity war because like have they really blown their wad do i really care now about like one one person in one city like yeah it's really difficult to come back from those things i guess you just go back and simplify it like iron man again i hope so i honestly i'd like to see more it's more about the characters than the consequences i want to see more movies like iron man than infinity war and i enjoyed infinity war but i'd rather watch a dozen iron man i agree and and another another issue i had is that we'd seen so many batmans and so many spider-mans that the uh, like I couldn't take another Uncle Ben or Martha and whatever his name <laughs> getting shot again. Like There's it was no, just yeah. it was so bad. It and, doesn't and mean anything. No, and and Iron Man, you're seeing where he comes from for the first Our time. Our Batman's and, parents getting killed in the alley. It's just like yeah. my God, I'm so sick of this. Yeah. Can and, we? Uh, sorry. No, go ahead. Can we talk about the costume? Because yeah. I enjoyed the fact that it took effort to put the suit on. Yep. It was a process. There were like all these gears, heavy equipment and, to put them together, and I would rather see that than to see a suit come out of a fucking briefcase or an or a necklace. Well, that's funny you say that because in later movies, that is kind of ah, what they do. Shit. And I don't like it as much. It's like every movie, one of the key points of writing the movie is we need one to two ways for Tony to get a suit on that no one will see coming for some reason. And yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> in two, there's a, a briefcase that he uses and he punches it in. In others, he like pushes a button in a helicopter, and then it just like starts oh, he crawling has wrist, up his arm. Wristlings. It, it, oh, when yeah. that starts, like even though I'm like trying to relax my mind into realism because I'm like it's a movie, it's a superhero movie, fine. Even that is like pushing the limits of what I can take. Yeah. Uh, in the Avengers, he jumps off and he has the wrist things on. Um, and Infinity War gets really bad. Things just come out of nowhere off his suit. Yeah, yeah, it's just lazy because it's nano. They create nanos and basically or nanotechnology, and then he's like, "Yeah, so basically it's like magic, and like I can do whatever I want." But now, the, so. the problem with that is in when in twenty five years, when nanotechnology is a, a real 
everyday thing. It's going to seem so silly, just like computers were. When we yeah. see what computers can do like in when 1980s we did weird movies, science, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I promise you, that's the same thing will happen with nanotechnology. No doubt. No doubt. But uh, like, so in the in this Iron Man, in the first one, when he's trying to take a suit off and and um, uh, Pepper walks in yeah. and he's like being pulled and he's like, whoa, like I, I find that really funny. And, and so then you think he is a genius would had to figure out a way to get that suit off in a normal way. And that's fine. Um, it just, I think as the movies progress, they, they have to do that in and, new and different and, ways. And, and that's an interesting point because what John just said was, um, and which rem reminds me of some of the newer ones that are coming out right now. Ragnarok is a comedy. Yeah. Like, the new Thor Straight movie up. is a comedy, and this is a comedy. This has this has fifty or sixty percent comedy in it. Yeah, like, which works, which works. For so me. I feel like I feel like this model, the better the better Marvel movies have used this model to where the humor in the movie is uh, a large part of the movie, and it's it's not just a pure action or it's not dramatic. Dramatic, but yeah. they they really mix the, those things together in a, a really interesting way. Yeah. And the, um, the other part about the suit that I like is the when he's in the mask and they do the shots of his face and you can see his heads up display. Awesome. Um, if you go back and like freeze frame that some of that stuff, like a lot of the information they're showing in that heads up display is relevant to what he's doing. So it's showing targeting or doing whatever and it's moving with his eye. Uh, I, I kind of I really like and it's that so stuff. funny, too, because that all of that's in the screenplays. It's just like they they're constantly cutting to a heads up display of Tony. So like that was all well thought out and planned. So it it may, keeps him human before right? they made. Oh, yeah. Suit, yeah, because a lot of times they think they have to like in this Spider-Man movie, have to take his mask off so you can see the actor. Yeah, it's just a smart way of doing it. And you can't do that in like a Spider-Man because then you'd be like mesh against skin yes. and they'd be like, what are we looking at on the camera right now? <laughs> yeah. But in Iron Man, you, you get that there's it's, like a little bit. It's of so smart to once again, keep him as the main focus and he, as the human. Yeah, and I think when they did the movie, um, they did a mix of actual suit with CGI. Um, and I, I do remember in later ones when War... Um, War Child? No, War... War, War Machine. Ham, War Machine. Um, Iron Patriot. Uh, I remember they said after shooting Don Cheadle that his suit was like made of like heavy heavy shit and that the iron man suit was made of more plastic just to make it look a certain way and so he was like so tony was always like walking around uh, and i was like so weighed down um <laughs> but yeah but it's like a lot of the the tech and effects in that movie are uh, are pretty seamless between real yep. life and not so that's another it's a good example i think if they leaned more heavily on practical effects just look better and then use cgi to kind of touch it up and and make stuff happen and then paul mentioned pepper Potts. i feel like the relationship between him and her also they don't overplay their hand nope fantastic they very just, good writing as far as you yeah. know building that up and then and not focusing on it too much that it becomes some kind of dramatic yeah and, not and having, they don't get them together right at the end of that one and iron monger puts her in danger but it's not like the king kong where the you know the woman is, you know, he's climbing up a building <laughs> with her. Yeah, helpless. She, damsel in distress. I always feel like her. it's more respectful to the audience too when when they don't get the the love interest together. Like in a good examples would be Guardians of the Galaxy, the the very first one. They they don't kiss. They don't get to. It's just it's just this tension that's in the background, but it's not focus of the movie. One thing I wanted to ask you guys was the Ten Rings. Yes, they captured Tony. We t find out later they were supposed to kill him, but they want him to build a Jericho. Yes. And then later in the movie, they're unpacking their very own Jerichos. Yeah. So why and would you want... lots of other Stark yeah. weapons, Yeah, so too. I was like, uh, what was the motivation there? Yeah, it's a little weak. Um, I wish they had of 
play it a little bit more to try and sympathize with the audience. Like our village was wiped out by America. That like, which probably is the case. Yeah. But they didn't. They're just out for money and they want a Jericho. He probably wiped out villages when he was testing it. Did you see what it did? Yeah. They don't know yeah. what was out there. Well, see, that would be that would be really interesting because in later uh, Marvel movies. Um, I forget which one, but uh, p like a bunch of people are pissed because of like the damage that the Avengers caused yeah. in, in like some local areas, which wasn't entirely their fault. But like that's a good side story to get people to well, that go was, against them. These guys could have been your fucking missile testing killed my village. That and, like, was we're the loose, get you. the motivation for the Mandarin and Iron Man three. And if I think if they would have established that clearer in Iron Man one, I think it would have been a nicer bridge. It would have nice. Yeah, I also I feel didn't like... have a problem the current way they did it because there was so much other stuff going yeah. on. But it would have been nice to give them a bit of a bit of reasoning for what they're doing other than just being the evil and i don't have a problem with those storylines but the problem with it is is when they in some of those movies when they they focus on the oh the storylines too much in congress and stuff and you're sitting in congress watching congress talk you're like this movie is no longer a good yeah. movie like now it's become some political statement yeah. and i don't want to be watching this and i'm just going to turn it off so just like, like don't, the phantom menace don't if, do that if anyone ever yeah don't <laughs> do that any longer don't make it you can have politics in it, but don't make us sit through a Senate hearing. You yeah. know what else we should keep out of movies is Stan fucking Lee. Just uh, go away already. You know I'm what? So I'm sick of that let fucking him, We asshole. gotta let him. We gotta I'm, let him. I'm, but I'm, why? I mean, that guy's such a glory hog, and 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 you know what? Like, it doesn't change anything or ruin anything. But I don't think Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. I don't think they get the credit that that they deserve for. Agreed. Is he in Marvel Iron Universe? Man? I'm, he must oh, be. Yeah. Yes, he plays Hugh Hefner. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Right. I. I you know what? I, that cameo didn't bother me, but every cameo since Iron Man, everyone gets worse and worse. I didn't mind the Ragnarok haircut. Yeah, the one that cut his hair in Ragnarok, they, I thought they was force, funny. I, I, I don't know. I don't even think about that critically. I because think it's because I dislike him as a human being that when I see him on screen, it, it's like, I invented comic books and I invented writing paper and I invented hieroglyphics <laughs> and I invented Jesus and I am Stan Lee, inventor yeah. of everything. No, I hear you. He is, he is definitely an <laughs> egomaniac. Yeah. I, he's I, the, fa he's he the face of it, whether he wants to be or likes it or not. He's he's definitely the face. If you just say comic books, you say who created comic books. People I, would say Stanley. You know what? I've not, never yeah. true or not. I think that's what they're playing off of. And, and and I don't think I've ever seen an interview with him where so I know what his real personality is. So what Paul is saying is also my perception of him because of the way he's represented. Maybe he's a really nice guy. Who knows? I've never heard him talk never outside of a movie. Don't really? No. Oh, okay. So he is an egomaniac and. When I invented Spider-Man, I did it all by myself oh. with no help from anybody. Invented okay. Iron Man and Thor, <laughs> and then Jesus Christ in the I New got... Testament was written by me. I've got to say that Paul's, with color pictures. Let me let me say this: Paul's um, Stan Lee is a cross between. I know. Um, I wound up going into Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey and someone else. I don't know who, but there's Gilbert Godfrey Sorry. in there's that. A little bit. No, but, there's. But this can, is do now, your Gilbert Godfrey is no, fine. No, fine. This you is our just, Stan Lee now. You could just do him. That is our Stan Lee now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can't change it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I also really like the ending of Iron Man because it's perfect for Tony's character, where he's going to give the press conference, and then all of a sudden he just. I'm Iron, Iron Man. Man. And yeah, it's great. Like questions, and then it cuts out and has some ACDC and um, Black Sabbath. Oh, it was a Black Sabbath, right? Because they do the Iron great, Iron great Duh. music choices in this movie. Duh. Let's also like credit them for using ACDC and Black Sabbath. I, it all works. Great visual music representation. Yeah, yeah, that's all good. Loved it. 
Are we wrapping this one up? Yep. Iron Man holds up 100%. Still one of the better uh, movies, um, especially taken into consideration. It was the first of the Marvel relaunch. Um, and, you know, they have stayed with these movies at least consistent. Some of the stories don't hold up quite as well as others. Um, but most of the movies are enjoyable in their own right and, and give fans kind of what they want. And it's... It, you got to give them credit for for the slow burn on building the story and pulling it together in the trilogy that they just completed and now i guess we're going to have another avengers because are they really killing all those characters no. off no they're not so there's not they all have sequels the yeah they out, all do coming um, out like you got to wonder um how many more movies do we have from some of these um marquee actors like is there another standalone iron man coming or any is of he those? going to be in a wheelchair yeah or crutches and, and they have played up uh, i guess we're going to keep going a little bit but they have played up the injuries that he's sustained uh over the course of the movies especially um his arm one of his arms is like i think he complains that it's starting to go numb and um what? so yeah yeah because he gets Are hammered he and he gets crushed. Yeah, yeah. There's oh. you, can, you can look. I don't know if that's intentional or if people are making Cruise too much. I know Tom Cruise breaks his leg it, every movie now because he's like a brittle paper man. Brittle but man. He's, they throw him off buildings. He's waking all Tom the bones. Tom Cruise breaks bones because God enters my prayers. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah, the movie absolutely Iron Man. The first Iron Man holds up. Great movie. Give it a watch. It's fun. Um, yeah, and fun I would, for all ages. And I would say it's um, ten years old now. Wow. So like, if your feet. If you didn't know that, you're probably feeling pretty old after I said that. It's 10 years old, Iron Man, which is crazy. So, yeah, and after 10 years, it hasn't aged, I don't think, at all. Looks good, feels one good. Of, one of the best Marvel movies, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I would gamble and say, I would throw down with you and say, I would probably say it's the best Marvel movie, single-handedly, and probably the best superhero movie. It, yeah. it really ties to me, for me, with Deadpool and Iron Man, I think, are the two best. Mm. I would... I would agree with that what you're saying about Deadpool and Iron Man, but I I think my favorite one just because I don't and I don't know why is is the very first Avengers. And, and yeah, again, it's because this movie survived against the odds that were against it. If I can give our audience some homework to do, I would uh, encourage you to Google Ike Perlmuter, that cheap prick. He's such a cheap prick. He's like, oh, no. Oh, you guys, you can only have one soda here at the premiere of the movie. You're not allowed to have two sodas. They cost money. Honestly, folks, Google that stuff. You'd be amazed at some of the backstory of how this movie got made. And I want you to also Google Terrence Howard to see uh, Punchy McPunch face, and, and the person he really is. And I don't want to take this off the rails and go any further. But, but sometimes... Sometimes I feel like the problem with Hollywood today is the the antithesis of that is that they're just like, you know what, let's just throw as much movie at shit as possible. Perhaps this movie was so good because somebody in charge was like counting the pennies and saying, let's make a good movie, but let's do it on a budget and let's make sure we make the best movie possible. Instead of Star Wars are like, let's make a $250 million hand solo movie How are we gonna spend and this just money? write checks. Yeah. That's a good counterpoint. So maybe yeah. maybe that had something to do with that the beginning. You know what? I encourage you to Google it as well. I think you'll be surprised. I would love I'm to. definitely going to Google the Terrence Howard punchy punch face stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Ike <laughs> Perlmuter. Yeah, I'm going to Google a lot. Oh, you can't have a soda here. Oh, no, we got to get John Favreau because we can't afford Steven that, Spielberg. That joke was based on truth. Oh, the soda joke? Yeah, about people about serving too much food and drinks at the premiere. 
I'm going to get that guy. <laughs> he was angry that people were having more than one drink. Uh, not even fucking if, I, if I get a movie made, I'm going to get that guy to be my producer. Yeah, there you go. I no, want that no guy. It took them years to push him out of controlling the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's disappointing because wow. maybe some of them would have been better. Well, I think that he had alienated a lot of people. I think that's the reason that Joss Whedon's no longer there. I think that's the reason that... Um, he could have fixed Thor too. Favreau is no longer there. He, uh, John Favreau is a producer, I think, on I, some of these. I think that almost. was probably his, part of his early deal for negotiating mm. Iron Man. Maybe. Oh. But I think they lost a lot of big talent because of his penny pinching. Well, I think wow. he could have fixed Thor too, and I think he could yeah, have fixed... Yeah, but you're also discounting <laughs> the fact that his meddling caused Thor 2 to be as bad as it is Thor because of him. terrible. Yeah, it is. Thor, they they should the just yeah. delete yes, it from me, record so that no one ever saw it. it all. Don't for watch me, Thor 2. For me, it's a hold up. Definitely one of my oh, favorites. Oh, yeah. 100%. Fantastic all right. Movie. Three holds up. We're very positive holds about up, things. Holds up. Holds up. Holds up. Love I it. Am Love it. Doth mother know that you weareth her drapes? Little women, I wrote that as well. <laughs> Don't question me. I wrote everything. Invented everything. <laughs> all right, folks. Take her easy. Thanks for listening, everyone. Did you know you can find us on Instagram at holdup underscore podcast? You can listen to us on YouTube, and our channel there is holdup, which is two words. Our podcast is available on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and Player FM Radio. Special shout out to one of our YouTube friends, Instant Waffles. He's got some great quirky videos on YouTube, and his channel is Instant Waffles. You can also follow him on Instagram at instant underscore waffles underscore YT. And finally, a shout out to one of our fellow podcasters, Rashad Sadiq. He's got a daily podcast with some hardcore hip hop. It's a really great show. Follow him on Instagram at Rashad Radio or listen to his podcast every day at anchor.fm slash Rashad Radio.